Our scripture reading on this Sunday comes from the Gospel of Mark. It is a story that is familiar to many, as it is the calling of the first disciples there along the shore of the Sea of Galilee to go and follow Jesus. Friends, let us listen now for God's word, hearing these verses from the first chapter, rather, of Mark's gospel, beginning with the 14th verse. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Now when Jesus had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed Jesus. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today's sermon is titled, Marching Off the Map. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, send your spirit now. That it would rest upon our hearts, but that it would be the foundation upon which we walk. That we might head in the direction you are pointing. That we might find the confidence that it takes to come and follow you. Indeed, O God, we pray that through your spirit, the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be pleasing in your sight, for you and you alone are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. There's a story from Alexander the Great's great Indian campaign some 300 years before the time of Christ. Alexander and his armies had been marching east for months, maybe even years by that point. They'd been conquering everything they came across. They seemed unstoppable until, that is, they reached the mighty Himalayas. Never had they seen mountains like these. Never had they encountered an obstacle as immense as this one. As the story goes, Alexander called a scouting party, an advance party, to go ahead of the army and to observe and gather information about what lay deep within that mighty mountain range. 
He wanted them to bring back that information so that he and his commanders could then at least attempt to make an informed decision on what to do and where to go next. And legend has it that when those scouts returned, they reported to Alexander saying, Sir, we have marched off the map. If you've ever looked at ancient maps, it's interesting because out near the edges of the known world, where what was known to people living long ago stopped. They would often depict the blurry edges with dragons and sea monsters as if to say, go forward only if you dare. That was the sense those scouts brought back to Alexander about the great unknown beyond the Himalayas. Sir, we have marched off the map. And they said, we would like to go back to where we know. You know, I suspect that if Simon, Andrew, James, and John from our passage this morning could have stepped into a time machine and fast-forwarded into the near future and then come back and report to their present selves there in that boat on the beach, the report they would have gotten from their future selves to their present ones is, Sirs, you are about to march off the map with this Jesus. Of course, in their case, it's not so much marching off the map into a unknown physical territory. The Holy Land both then and now is really quite a compact place. The communities then and now were tightly knit. They would have known each other. Even some of the off the beaten path places Jesus will take his disciples to, even there I suspect there were familiar landmarks that all the disciples would have recognized. Now, I think that report would have carried more a warning that Jesus is about to march them off the map of what is familiar, what is inwardly comfortable, what is safe. Right? They're about to leave their livelihoods. Fishermen made a decent living in those days. They weren't rich, but neither were they poor. They're about to leave their livelihoods. They're about to leave their family. Poor Zebedee. They're about to leave their home. But something, something seems to tell them that it is time. It is time to go. And here's the thing, as I read this story, I don't think it's Jesus' voice that tells them it's time to go. Right, the words we're so familiar with. Jesus speaking to those disciples saying, come, follow me. I don't think that is ultimately what convinces them to get up and go. I mean, would you just walk away from it all? Because some stranger walks down the beach and says, come, follow me. I mean, in many ways, they're even violating their faith by following Jesus. What is one of the commandments of Jewish law? Honor thy father and mother. And here they are, the wage earners, about to leave their parents in their old age. I don't think it's Jesus' voice. I think there's something else here that tells them 
It's time to go. What is it? What is it that flips the switch? What is it that causes them to walk clear off the map? You know, Annie and me spent a lot of time in a late afternoon and evening Zoom meetings this past week. We started last Sunday with about 18 or so uh, friends and new members of our church participating in that Discover SSPC class. Monday was the deacons, Tuesday was session, Wednesday was our first of the Waking Up White book study, Thursday was uh, orientation time for the training for our new officers that you have just recently elected. And I know for some of us, myself included at times, there is a certain dread that comes when you look at your calendar and see a week full of nothing but Zoom meetings. But I have to tell you, there was, there was a thread that seemed to be pulled through every one of those gatherings this week. A thread of, of energy, you might say, of joy, a thread of, of desire, eagerness to see and to name where God is leading. Right, take our session meeting, for example. We were talking at one point about all that has and is soon to happen in the life of St. Simon's Presbyterian Church. The session of our church, by the way, is the lay governing body of the Presbyterian congregation. These are the elected women and men who serve as leaders of our congregation. We were talking about everything that's happening, about how our renovation a year and a half is soon to be complete in the next month or so with the installation of the organ and the sanctuary. We were talking about how our endowment is poised to expand exponentially, likely this year, meaning that, that our ability to impact local organizations, particularly those serving the least and the lost and the lonely, is also about to expand exponentially this year. We talked about how we seem stronger in so many ways as a congregation nine plus months into a pandemic than we did before. And I asked the elders a question. I said, you know, if, if you knew that we could not fail, what would be your dream for where St. Simon's Presbyterian would be in the next three to five years? Right, said differently, if we were to march off the map as a church, what do you think God might reveal to us? out there at the edges. We broke into small groups. New feature I learned on Zoom, breakout rooms, great feature. We probably had five or six different small groups of elders who went out to talk amongst themselves about what their dreams were, about where they saw God leading. And the responses when we came back together as a whole body were amazing. Right, One group was talking about how as this pandemic enters a new stage, perhaps there are ways that our COVID-19 community relief fund can, can broaden its ability to assist, perhaps even beyond the bounds of Glen County. 
We talked about the possibility of, of establishing partnerships or engaging in relationship building across racial and religious lines here in our community. One group came back and was eager to talk about how perhaps there are ways we can explore to, to go deeper in addressing issues of hunger and poverty here in our community. Right Together, we were all dreaming about how St. Simon's Presbyterian can perhaps become a force, a lasting force for good here in Glen County, yes, but also in one another's lives. It was just one idea after another. There was this palpable energy, this buzz about that meeting. And I'll tell you what, I, I never heard Jesus speak in Jesus' voice to our group. I didn't hear a voice that said, come, follow me, but I'll tell you what I felt. I felt as I listened, as if we were all in a boat on a beach. And I swear, as I sat there scribbling notes furiously, as I listened to the ideas and the dreams, it was as if I could see Jesus himself walking down the beach towards us, tapping his wrist, saying, it's time to go. You see, one of the lessons of this story, I think, is to teach us that part of Christian discipleship is learning to tell time. It's learning to tell the difference between when it's time to, to wait and mend our nets and when it's time to go. Think about this story again. The time has come. Those are the first words Jesus speaks in these verses. And in fact, they are the first words Jesus speaks in the entirety of Mark's gospel. The time has come, Jesus says. It's as if after all the whirlwind of activity in the first 13 verses, his baptism, the voice of God breaking into the world, naming him as beloved, surviving time in the wilderness, and then the final straw, John's arrest. It's as if Jesus himself has come to believe that the time has come. It's as if he is embodying this message. The time has come to stop preparing and start acting. The time has come to stop hoping for change and to start working for it. The time has come for this movement of one to become a movement of many. The time has come when the kingdom of God is drawing near. Right? I think the disciples see. I think they sense something. In Jesus' eyes and in his gait as he walks towards them. I think they already know before Jesus speaks a single word to them, those words come, follow me. I think even before Jesus speaks, they know that the time has come. That it is time to march off the map discover if all this preaching, all these words,
can actually change the world. Friends, I'll tell you, after this week, I think Jesus is telling us that it's time to go. I think Jesus is telling us that it's time to to stretch a bit into those areas where perhaps we were not willing or able to go before. I think Jesus is telling us that, that now is the time, this year after a year like the one we have just had, that this year is the time for us to lay down our worry, our fear, our excuses. I think Jesus is telling us that it's time to realize that the new life that we have glimpsed in Jesus Christ can really only fully be known by going to the edge and beyond, to the edge and beyond of what is comfortable, what is familiar, what is safe. It feels an awful lot to me like Jesus is inviting us to march off the map. And so I suppose the only question left to ask is this. Will we follow? Will you follow? Will we walk off the beach with those disciples into the unknown but never alone. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, may we follow.